Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. But right now, uh, Mr. Katz, we have on the line, we have the former, he's the former uh, police chief in of Chicago, believe it or not, the superintendent and NYPD. Of, the, of the Chicago Police Department and the NYPD, and his name is Gary McCarthy, and he's on the line with us right now, sir. You want to say hello to him? Hello, Gary. How hey, are go- you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys Tell doing? us about your NYPD position. Uh, so I started out, <clears throat> joined in 1981, uh, got very fortunate, went up through the ranks. I caught the, the civil service test, uh, consecutively sergeant lieutenant captain uh and then uh, i thought that was the end of my career and uh rudy giuliani and and bill bratton came to town and they created a meritocracy um within the nypd and i, I ended up as the deputy commissioner of operations wow 25 years of the job i was yeah i ran new york's crime control strategy for seven years um, pretty wild when I think back on that. Then I went to Newark. Deputy Commissioner, Newark, of, of Deputy Commissioner of NYPD, you did pretty well, uh, Gary. Yeah, I, you know, I when I look back at it, I kind of pinch myself. Uh, I ran the Newark PD and I ran the Chicago PD for a total of 10 years. So. In Newark wow. this morning, we had <laughs> Angelo Vivolo on, and in Newark, the current mayor, What's his name? Uh, I, I can't remember his, his name. His, his name is Raz, Raz Baraka. Is taking down the Columbus statue. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he, he he's uh, pretty far to the left. Let's put it that well, way. Well, as a twenty-eight percent Italian that I am, I am mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. Yep. Well, they did that all over Chicago, also, um, and the Italians out here are very upset about that too. And you know what? So am I, because it's it's revisionist history. Um, you know, people, you have to understand the context of what was going on at those times. And, you know, um, they don't. They don't understand the history. Uh, it doesn't mean that it was okay if, if we displaced indigenous peoples, but um, I don't know. It's just too much. The joke I'm telling this morning well, let's go. Let's go to Las Vegas. Take down Caesar's statue at Caesar at Caesar's uh, palace. Caesar's yes. palace, yeah. Yeah, no, they're on a tear. Uh, it's, it's George Washington. It's Abraham Lincoln. It's uh, Christopher Columbus imposing 21st century standards on past centuries. Not good. Not right. But either way, Gary McCarthy. Uh, listen, we 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 have you on the line to talk about the horrible, the horrific massacre in Highland Park yesterday. Uh, uh, listen, they, they finally caught this uh, animal, and he, he apparently has a social media pass. What can you tell us about the, that massacre yesterday, sir? Well, <clears throat> what, I, what I can tell you is what I always talk about when it comes to these things. The Second Amendment, um, I, I don't understand why in this country, if you're a Republican, you have to believe, you have to be anti-abortion and believe in, in guns. And if you're a Democrat, then you have to be completely on the other side of the fence. Um, you know, 90 percent of us are in between and it should be a la carte. <laughs> you don't have to swallow Republicans right. whole and you don't have to take Democrats whole. But, uh, you know, the Second Amendment, 
has been completely bastardized, in my opinion. Uh, first of all, it was it was written at a time, again, talking about the, the context of history. It was written at a time that we were talking about a single-shot, smooth-bore, muzzle-loading flintlock, not AK-47s. And it says right to bear arms, right? So what are arms? Arms are bazookas, cannons, and hand grenades also. But you don't see those being sold over the counter at Walmart because it's just not practical. Why on earth? Why on earth? And by the way, I was an NRA member as a kid. I grew up, my dad was a World War II Marine and an NYPD cop. And as soon as we showed any interest in the guns, he took us out. We started shooting. I was on a rifle team at 11 years old. And the NRA used to be about firearm safety. But that's been completely changed. The NRA right now is shilling for the gun manufacturers who are making billions of dollars with a B by filling up the legal and illegal market for firearms in this country because of the gaps in the law that allows the transfer illegally of legal firearms. People don't understand this. And, and, the, and the NRA rhetoric has it that we're going to come and take everybody's guns. No, that's simply not the case. But I don't think that it's a bad idea to not let terrorists, criminals, and people who may have mental deficiencies to be able to buy firearms. And, and this is not something that really needs to be debated because the polling says that 90 percent of Americans believe that those are good things to do. But at the end of the day, our politicians are being held hostage by the NRA because of their money and their influence, who are shilling for the gun manufacturers, and Americans are dying as, as a result. Why on earth does anybody need to have an AR-15 in the United States? I just don't understand it. Well, the some Russians people would, are not knocking on the door. Some people would say for protection in rural communities, uh, for example, uh, you, you know, you, the, the response time for police is uh, not three, four, five minutes. It's more like uh, 20, 25, 30. So they would, they, they would make that argument, Gary McCarthy, former NYPD, former Chicago PD. Uh, Gary, so, but how do we keep these guns out of the hands of crazies when – these crazies, for example, this this guy, this kid, whatever the hell he was, 22 years old, uh, he had a social media pass. Clearly, he was out of his mind. He was sick in the head. It was clear on, on these social media pages. How do we keep the guns out of the, 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 these guys' hands? Well, the, and I don't think we know this yet. I, I haven't seen any trace data based on, on the firearms that they found. I think they only found a rifle. I'm not sure if they found more. But I haven't seen any trace data on it. Um, you know, unfortunately, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? And we could look back. We could look back at nine eleven and look at all the, all the dots that led up to what was going to happen um, that fateful day. But at the same time, there's got to be some sort of technology with keywords that we can start working on this stuff. But then now, what's going to happen is the ACLU is going to jump in and say this is, you know, big government um, intruding on people's rights. So. What makes this country great sometimes makes us very vulnerable. And, and unfortunately, um, it's really, in my opinion, it's going in the wrong direction. I, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I have a five-year-old son, um, and, and I worry about the world that we're turning over to the next generation. Because, you know, it's not the generation that my father handed me, that greatest generation, the World War II folks who went through the Great Depression, came back and put this country back on the map the way it should have been. Um, it's it's changed in my time, and <clears throat> and I worry about where it's going, because again we have to have reasonable, rational conversations. 
And if people want firearms um, to protect themselves, I understand that. But I, I don't understand why they have to be assault weapons. They, they were created to fight in combat, M16s, M1s, going back to the M14. All of these weapons were created uh, for combat. I don't think Americans need to have those in their living rooms, under their couches. I, you know, I own a number of handguns, obviously, based on the fact. And by the way, I'm, I'm still I'm back in policing. I took over a small police department in a place called Willow Springs as a police chief. So I'm kind of back in the game. Uh, but at the same time, I, I understand um, you were doing too good of a job in Chicago. And so you were doing too good of a job. So they didn't want you. Yeah, well, you know, politics uh, sometimes outweighs performance. And we had 1965 murder rates in, in Chicago when I was the superintendent. And since then, it's gone up by 100 percent. So, again, here's an example where the things that I learned in New York City. Right. The, the roadmap that we created, the handbook for how to reduce crime <clears throat> that came out of Rudy Giuliani, Bill Bratton, Jack Maple and so on down the line that we enhanced over the years that, you know, my generation came up in the NYPD. Um, we brought to Newark and it worked. We brought it here to Chicago and it worked. And it didn't matter because Rom needed somebody to hang out to dry for the Laquan McDonald shooting. And that happened to be me. So, wow. again, it, it's not necessary. And that's that's what's really troubling to me about all these things that are happening in this country today. They're really not necessary if we could have reasonable conversations. I didn't shoot Laquan McDonald. I wasn't accountable for virtually no. anything that happened during that incident. Question. And, and by the way, that's a failed that's a failed business practice where I'm not accountable. I can't even fire police officers in Chicago. As the police superintendent, there's a civilian board that I can make a recommendation to. Yet I'm accountable for their behavior. That's so that's, that's why more more, more black people die in Chicago. More black kids, which is uh, it, it is it is a terrible thing to do. And, and and you know your black mayor there is not doing enough to save those kids' lives. Well, she she's part of the problem. You know, I've been saying it for, for years now that we are we're emboldening criminals and hamstringing the police. And now it's it's actually flipped to the fact that the lawlessness in cities across this country, like Chicago, has it that the police are now being assaulted at levels that are unprecedented. Last week in Chicago, we had an ambush and somebody called 9-11. They called in a, a domestic dispute. The guy waited in the hallway, and when the elevator door opened, he opened up on the police officers who responded. Unbelievable! We That's have, horrible. We have, we have, we have in in some of the decent neighborhoods in Chicago, police cars getting overwhelmed by crowds, ripping open the doors, and throwing fireworks into the cars with nails attached to them. Those are those are hand yeah. grenades. Just over the weekend, and, and, they, they, they were doing that yeah. uh, in, in Chicago, uh, uh, using right. the fireworks I like RPGs. I have a RPG. last question. When, before we, we get off, we have a last question because I, I understand we have to take a break. Uh, the, my, uh, should somebody in our system, in our, uh, our, in our law enforcement system, should have caught this uh, shooter uh, on, on social media? I mean, all the crap he had on social media. Well, you, again, the, I, I'm not a tech guy. I do know this. Um, social media is opening up a whole new front for us in law enforcement that we can monitor 
people's behaviors. When I was in Chicago, one of the things that that was interesting to me, you, you, you think back to the Sharks and the Jets, right, how they would tag each other's turfs, and that's how they would have fights. They actually do it on social media now. And, and by monitoring social media, we can intervene in some of those gang disputes. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that with the great capacity that our national security has, we can come up with ways to pick out keywords, identify individuals, and maybe prevent these things from happening. I know, I know post 9-11 in New York, we stopped a whole bunch of terrorist incidents by, you know, doing concrete investigations and working with technology to identify individuals coming from places like Denver to blow up people in New York. So this is certainly possible. Uh, the capacity may have been limited recently based upon, you know, some of, laws are being passed that are preventing law enforcement from doing law enforcement. Uh, yeah. On the very day, on the very day that the lead news story in the city of Chicago was that all the carjackings, or, or virtually all the carjackings, were being done by, by kids who were 15 years of age and under. <clears throat> on that very day, Governor Pritzker proudly signed a bill saying that the police could not interview 15-year-olds and under. <laughs> I mean, <Wow. laughs> on I mean, the it's, very it's, day. It's insanity. It's lunacy. Uh, the, no, nobody knows what motivates people like Governor Pritzker to sign a bill like that. It's it, Absolutely incredible. Gary McCarthy, the, we're way late, way late, way out of time, uh, but we appreciate your input and your insight into this horrific massacre yesterday in uh, Highland Park. Thank you so much, Gary.